Welcome to More Ask for What You Want. Ladies, this podcast is for you. How often do you dream of the life you want, but are waiting for someone to give you permission? This podcast is about empowering women in getting off the floor and blasting through the ceiling personally and professionally. Asking for more with confidence, assurance, and success without doubt getting in the way. Tracy will help you so you can build the muscle which will change your relationship with money, attention, time, love, career, and really anywhere else you are settling and saying yes to less, but really wanting and deserving more. Welcome to More. Ask for what you want. Here's Tracy Crossley. Hey, I am so happy you're back. I am here with another episode of more. More, ask for what you want. I don't care how successful you are in your life. Women have a hard time asking for more without either sounding like a bitch or sounding needy or something of that nature. And so we're always sort of, you know, on these little um, stones in the water, trying not to fall over into the creek, right? It's kind of like, oh, they're a little slippery. I don't know which way to go. If I go too much this way or too much that way, I'm going to fall in. And so more is really about that. And I'm going to do so many episodes. I know I put this on hiatus for a while. Um, I had a lot of things going on and I really just focused on the priorities in my business for the last, I'd say, year and few months. Uh, And so that obviously stopped me from doing this podcast. But this podcast is really important to me. And so I'm just giving you a little preamble before I get into it. Uh, This episode in particular is something that it probably should be hours long, but for the sake of it being a podcast, it's not. And so I want to get into this and I'm, I'm really digging deep into topics for women specifically because, hey, I'm a woman. Also, I've been a woman who is not a woman's woman. And what I mean by that is I'm not a girly girl, right? I like nice things. I like to do nice things, you know, clothes, uh, you know, I'm going to go get a Medicare, a Medicare, that's a new one, pedicure, manicure later, right? So, but I'm not one, I was a tomboy when I was younger and I got along with men and I didn't realize till I got older how hard it was for me to have female friends and be close to them. Like I could have them, but to actually have a real bond with them was a whole other story. And I've been able to cultivate that as I've gotten older because I've changed a lot and I've changed a lot through the work I've done uh, in terms of not being an avoidant or, you know, having insecure attachment issues anymore. And in, in coming there, I've always looked for what kind of solutions can I offer? I don't believe in fighting things. I don't believe that women need to fight men. I don't believe women need to go out and fight for shit. I believe that everything starts inside of us and that as we become more empowered, truly empowered, everything will change. That's just my belief. So I'm here to share that because I've seen it happen. I see it work. I see it in my own life. I was also, when I was younger, didn't realize that there were barriers to things because I was just like a a steamroller, you know, just going through, just getting through, right? However, I had to. So today, getting to the topic finally, yes, stopping the vicious cycle of competition and comparison. You can be successful no matter what the fuck is going on 
Okay, that's the title or the working title. The point of it being the kind of success you have. Wouldn't it be nice to feel successful and like you're not going to lose it or somebody else isn't going to come along and take it from you or, you know, you wake up and you feel like shit and you look like shit and you think, oh, my God, how how can I do this? I can't because I'm no good or, or whatever your inner critic is saying. Right. So this topic idea is from the playground to the grave as women were never taught to be supportive of one another in a deep way. Instead, we're taught that we could be easily discarded unless we cooperate, shine, or just look pretty. Yeah. You wonder why women want to be supportive and can until they feel that they must compete, right? Like you can have supportive friends, but let's say y'all want the same guy, you know? Uh, and, and I'm just going back to like when you're teenagers and things like that happened. I know it happened in my life, right? Oh, that was my friend until she went after my boyfriend. Oh, wow. So. Even if we try to hide it so we show up as good little girls or perfect women, we tear the woman down behind her back or like the desperate housewives to their faces. And that's entertaining, is it? It's not entertaining to me. I don't watch the shit because I personally do not find that of interest in any way, shape or form. It's like I would rather watch nature. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of other things I'd rather watch. So it's not something that women... Really, if they want to feel empowered, if they want to feel a sense of fulfillment, if they want to trust themselves, if they want to feel good being an only, meaning the only woman in the boardroom, wherever it happens to be. The thing is, is that women should want to aspire to be a fully empowered female, somebody who knows herself, has confidence just because she breathes, no matter what her you know, tasks are, no matter what her responsibilities or her title it is all about that feeling and cultivating it because then you don't look at resources as scarce. You always know that there's more. That's why you got to ask for more. So let's get into the introduction. We've gotten past like what I'm talking about today. So where did this come from? Well, it's been from my observations in my own life, like I already shared and being involved in how women say they support each other, but a lot of it is not reality at all. Like, oh, I'm supportive to her face, like I said, but a lot of times there's so much infighting that it makes it impossible to stay consistently on her team, whoever her is, right? And that has to do with like talking behind a woman's back. After all, a nice girl does not disrupt the status quo among women, right? You always find out later. You always find out afterwards. Like, let's say you are the only woman in a boardroom, you know, on a management team, or you're the leader of the company, or somewhere that you are the female and everybody else is, let's say, a male, right? And I'm not blaming the guys here, okay? A lot of this is societal crap. So what happens is another woman comes in and let's say you're older, or let's say you've been there a long time. Now you might feel threatened. You might not say anything, but inside you're a mess. This is the shit I'm talking about because you're already comparing yourself. You're already in a state of competition. Where does that help you? It doesn't help you. And it is not the other person's fault either. We are bred. <laughs> we are bred to be, you know, the caregivers and all this other stuff, right? But when it comes to each other, you know, women aren't actually taught how to connect and stay connected. Sure, you may have friends from junior high, whatever, but but even if you look at those relationships, okay, there are missing aspects to it. 
And so you might compare yourself to that friend. Wherever you're comparing yourself, comparing yourself when you look in the mirror and you go, shit, I looked better 10 years ago, whatever it is, okay? We tend to do that. And there's a status quo among women. There's not enough women, right? There's a scarcity problem here. There's not enough women in places that there are men. And yet there can be women there too. But it's up to women to get there. It's not up to men to give us a leg up. And I don't say that as though it's something easy because, again, this is all about what you got to do to change inside, people. So, you know, a good woman, <laughs> I don't say that seriously, by the way, but the definition of a good woman lets the hierarchy remain and sucks it in or spouts it off in ways that end up being beyond her control. So, like me, you know, I ended up as a vice president in a company at one point. But prior to that, when I was a direct, I was a regional director at another company. And I remember, you know, going, Tracy, you're so frustrated. You're so angry. Don't cry. <laughs> Don't cry when you talk to the CEO or whatever. My point was, I wasn't crying because I was like, oh, poor me. I was crying out of frustration because I would hold all of this crap in. Okay. And I had nowhere to put it because I would compare myself to other people. Well, they're not doing that. You can't do that. Look at them. They seem to have it, you know, a leg up. Oh, wow. They have a better run office than you do. Like this kind of shit all the time. Okay. It was always this comparison. And then I would never have admitted I was competing with anybody, but I was, I was competing with myself first. And then I was competing with other people, both men and women. And the thing is, I would never do well when I did that. I did better when I was being creative, when I was building, when I was focused on that. My point is here, you know, we're talking about this is in societal terms of an environment we are raised in. Women don't need to fight men. We just need to stop fighting ourselves. And when you stop focusing on the struggle presented by a situation you have with another woman, you know, or yourself, and you focus on, like I said, focus on creation, you focus on building, you focus on love, and love is everything fear isn't, okay? I just make it simple. It's either fear or love. All the bullshit goes under fear. Everything that's built in love, created from love, and I'm not talking personally, I'm talking professionally, you actually can see these things grow and continue to grow, and there is no need for competition. There is no need to compare, so when you do that, your whole world changes. But the problem is it doesn't feel innate to you to be this kind of a creator in your life, a builder in your life, but it is innate. It's just your conditioning is thrown it off, the conditioning of a patriarchal society. And this is, again, not complaining about that because it just is what it is, right? It's just how it's been. I'm talking about the struggle we have with it. And it's about starting with how harsh a judge or an asshole you are to yourself. When you're a dick to yourself, and you feel your value is only defined by what you achieve, have, or are connected to, you have an opportunity to change your entire life and not only become a true support to other women, but to stop being victimized by all the bullshit society settles on women. Oh yeah, right? This is a personal choice, people, okay? So is this a problem or should I say problems? Well, it is if you tend to look for the downfall of another woman, is there a woman out there that you go, oh, my God, she's such a bitch. She's horrible. She's this. She's that. And it might not even be somebody you know. You might not even really know what is up with that person, right? But we judge. Well, the media puts them out there in a way that, of course, they look a certain way, whatever that's going to do for their ratings. And then we judge, right? 
So a lot of times we will tend to look for the downfall of another woman. Oh, he should have picked her instead of that bitch. She's stealing other women's men. She's stealing other women's women. She's not good enough. Look at how trashy, trashy she is. She bought her education. She sucked a dick to get to the top and so on. I could say, just shut the fuck up, but it doesn't solve the problem of making other women the enemy, right? Okay, so if you have to choose yourself, or I'm sorry, it is that you have to choose yourself too. And the patriarchal society allowed men to choose. And then when women became old or not so attractive, they were tossed out, right? No wonder so many people pleasers show up in our conditioning. Like, why are women people pleasers? Mm, I don't want to get thrown out into the uh, dirt outside and have to go and beg for food or whatever. But that was the reality for a lot of women, people. So I'm saying these things have been passed down, right? Like, and not that we have that really happen in first world countries, okay, usually might happen on some level, but I'm saying it is this passing down of stuff and we don't know where it came from. And we don't know why we got these attitudes and we don't know why we feel the way we do. And it's not everywhere, okay? And that's why I know it's not innate, it's conditioning. And so it's really about how women aren't taught to choose themselves because it was to be chosen. I'm chosen by a guy or, you know, whatever it is you're waiting to be chosen. Okay. We don't choose ourselves. And so, you know, we wonder, oh God, I've got to be the good girl. I've got to be this. I've got to be that, you know, a whole list of things, or I'm going to be replaced. So women who are CEOs are secretly waiting to be found out that they aren't as good as someone else. The, I am not good enough, mom, wife, aunt, sister, daughter, and so on. And this is a problem. I can say you're good enough, but will you feel you're good enough? And as long as you do not, you will compare and compete, even if you look completely successful on the outside, okay? So your whole life, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly, I'm so gross, reject me. And these are, you know, things that a lot of women say to themselves and other people looking at them would be so shocked to hear that inner voice, right? I reject me, you should too. I'm so dumb, she's prettier, happier, more successful. She has five master's degrees. And does it ever make you actually feel you're worth it to stop the race, to stop the BS, self-selecting yourself out of fun, happiness, love, and all that goes with it. Some of us feel love is just hard work, right? Everything's hard work. I work hard at my job and I go home and I work hard there too. It's important to ask yourself, do I want continued success to be a cost to me where I have fear of losing it to competition? Do I prefer to connect and have support, real support and connection people? That's what it is. So what's the wake-up statement today? Well, true connection and fulfilling success is built on authenticity and openness, not competition or comparison. Those are very scarce things, by the way. Competition and comparison says there's not enough. Authenticity and openness says there's an abundance of things, okay? I like abundance of things, don't you? I like there to be plenty. And there is plenty. It's all in how you see it. Okay, so what's the solution? Well, I'm going to give you a short version of solution because it's really a lot longer than this. But once you start making these changes, you're going to see things start to change around you as well. And this is a great start. Like, this is going to be a good start. Okay? Okay. So what do you hate about yourself? Literally, what do you hate? And I know everybody does. 
Because if I've had a struggle with it, I know other women have had a struggle with it. Okay. So what do you hate about you? And I'm not interested in the positive platitudes. I'm not interested in hearing about the sisterhood. I'm not interested in hearing about all the achievements. I'm not really interested in any of that. I'm interested in honesty. So honesty with the self. That's why I want you to ask yourself that question. So if you look at that inner critic, that jackass that lives in your head and berates you, what does it say? A lot of us aren't paying attention. This is the reason I ask. And we don't really know all that. It's like background music, horrible background music, by the way, that voice telling you how bad or wrong you are, or God, I was going to start a diet today. And look at, I already fucked it all up. You know, this is the kind of stuff we do to ourselves. Right. And so then we have that inner critic who's just like, or you go clothes shopping and your size doesn't fit you. And you're just like, oh my God, I'm not eating the rest of my life. Whatever it is, wherever that throws you. Okay. We do this, or you make a mistake at work. You make a mistake in a conversation with someone at work. You feel like, oh my God, I wish I wouldn't have said that. I'm so stupid. I want you to find those hating it things you say to yourself. Okay. It's important. It's important for this exercise because now you're going to have some awareness. Like if I said to myself, okay, today, Tracy, let's pay attention to any negative inner talk, right? So if it were me, I would write these sentences down as I'd hear them or words down as I hear them. And if I had time, I might even pay more attention. Where is this coming from? Where is it coming from? It has to be coming from somewhere, right? You're not just walking around going, I'm a bitch, <laughs> you know, but is it, you know, related to a situation? Is it a self-perception just in general? You want to get a little bit of clarity about where it comes from. See, by becoming aware of things, that's a big start, okay? And I'm all about let's give you awareness, all right? So you want to, you are worried about being found out, by the way, about all these negative things, about the things you hate about yourself, right? So when you just start identifying this bullshit that your mind says, you're on the path. So the second thing I'm going to say to you today is to accept it. Okay, so you can write it down so you can see, you know, all right, this is happening um, every day at three o'clock. You know, I'm, I'm going to track this for a week and I'm going to see uh, every time I eat something that isn't healthy, I beat the shit out of myself. Every time I have to make a decision at work and I go back and forth and worry about what everybody's going to think of me if I made the right decision or the wrong decision or whatever the hell it is. Okay, and I'm beating myself up. Like that's the only reason I'm saying to write it down so you can kind of see the pattern of what provokes this nastiness inside of you, okay? By accepting it, that's the second thing. It's not a celebration. It's just saying okay to something so you don't struggle against it. And in acceptance, it's like seeing a cliff and going, that's a cliff. The earth beyond the cliff is probably hundreds or thousands of feet below it, right? I'm not going to just keep walking off the cliff and believe that I'm going to walk on air. Okay. I'm accepting that's a cliff. That's what acceptance is. It's like saying, I got a wall right here. That's a wall. That's a window. That's what you're doing. The reason is you've got to stop the struggle of trying to prove otherwise. You have to stop trying to go, okay, I'm going to be more perfect. I'm going to eat better. I am going to make sure all my conversations are totally strategized down to me taking a breath at the right time. You know, I am going to only hire people who are worthy 
I'm only going to hire people who, you know, whatever. Okay. It doesn't matter. I mean, I have a business, I have to hire people and I've hired great people and I've hired people that aren't such a great fit. Doesn't really matter. It matters if I take it personally and I use it as a weapon to beat myself up and to hate myself. Right? So you want to accept because when you stop the struggle, okay, so you do these two things, right? You're going to identify all the hate and it crap inside and you're going to accept it, not fight it. Say, okay, it's there. It's there. This hating part of me is there. And by doing that, now you're going to have more space because now you're not going to struggle with it because you're not going to go, no, I'm not. I'm going to prove I'm not this horrible person. You're going to stop doing that. Just stop. And this is going to change your relationship with other people because you're not going to look at other women as your competition or compare yourself to them. Because when you stop hating yourself and struggling with hating yourself, because what happens is by accepting it, it no longer is a thing. It stops being a thing right here. And so when you are talking about other women or to other women, it's no longer that ammunition. It's no longer like you're sizing a woman up. I used to have a friend who every time I would see her, she would literally check me out, like from head to toe, check me out. And she would stare at me in, in kind of like uncomfortable ways at times because I know she was comparing. I know that. And so for me, I, at the time, I was insecure anyways, but at the time I never said anything to her. I just was like, okay, this is weird. But, and she, I knew she compared herself to other women and I knew she competed with other women, you know, and I know all of that because of the conversations that we would have. Right. And it's not to say that I didn't compare and compete. I'm just saying it was very blatant. Okay. So what happens is you have more space though, when you really become aware of these things and because you stop trying to disprove it, that's where you, you, you get the space. Cause when I stop trying so hard to show that I'm worthy, I'm just worthy because now I'm saying, okay, so what I have these flaws. So the hell what? doesn't mean you never, ever, you know, treat yourself in a different way. Like as an example, like women that are like, I got to be on a diet. It's not so much that it's, I want to be healthy. I want to be healthy because I want to live long. I want to feel good being healthy. It makes everything in my body work better. All the systems in my body work better. You know, that's a different place to be coming from than um, I need to lose 10 pounds and I, you know, I can't help it that I eat everything in sight. Right. So you really want to be able to love yourself. And these are just a couple steps. And if you need more, email me, Tracy at tracycrossley.com. It's Tracy without an E. And I can give you a couple of programs that I offer that will help you as a female. So I'm going to do that wake up statement one more time. True connection and fulfilling success is built on authenticity and openness, not competition or comparison. And by the way, you know, I tend to do well with women that are courageous and strong and will do the hard things without giving up. You're my kind of female because that's the kind of female I am. And I was determined and have been determined to live my best fucking life, no matter what's going on. And so with that said, that's what I'm doing. All right. So you have a right to fulfilling empowerment. You have a right to empowerment as it will influence others around you in a way that is authentic. So you do not have to compare or compete with anyone else. The more you get your personal power, the more able you are to be supportive of others and to be supported. You're not an island, even if you feel like you're one. 
Yes. And this is how you get to a place where you can support other women in a true, honest manner without all the bullshit getting in the way. And hey, maybe finally those housewife shows will go off the air, right? I'm not saying you all watch them, by the way, but I just, <laughs> I just was like, you know, sometimes I don't know why we watch train wrecks happen, but we watch train wrecks happen, right? But it's really plays off of that. That's just like such a great place to go. Those women actually exhibit a lot of what happens inside of each of us, right? We treat ourselves how those women treat each other. When you stop doing that, you can treat everybody without any of that shit in the middle, okay? And I'm not saying, you know, again, this isn't like you're out there abusing other women. It's just that we do a lot of things without other women knowing. And we do a lot of things that are painful to ourselves. So I'm all about, let's just get past that and let's move on. All right, you guys, you take care. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. To find out more about Tracy and her programs, please visit tracycrossley.com or reach out to Tracy at happiness at tracycrossley.com to book a discovery session. And thanks again for listening.